This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about body image and are joined by Jen McClellan, the founder of PlusSizeBirths.com. Woo! I finished that last bite of donut uh-huh. right before, <laughs> just in time uh-huh. to do the woo without a mouthful of donut. Uh, that's that. Congratulations! Thank you. Let's choke it down, Teresa. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm good. My kids are like 40. Well, I guess 40 Simon's, years old. Simon's 40, <laughs> so then Oscar's 38. Uh-huh. Um, I'm the show forever. I've taken smoking back up. <laughs> Stefan and I, by the way, agreed that when we hit 80, You're gonna he was going to start giving himself up. super shitty tattoos, oh my God. like the shittiest tattoos, and I'm just going to start taking smoking up again. Amazing. That's our promise at 80 Amazing. to each other. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, I love that. <laughs> um, uh, no, just my kids, like, in the last week since we've been here, mm-hmm. they both had crazy growth spurts. Like, oh. Simon is okay so he turns three in two months we've got two months left of being two but like all of a sudden he looks three like it's so weird like all of a sudden he's like taller and thinner and like carrying himself differently and like speaking differently and there's this like weird it's so weird like he's a kid he's like not it just happened literally happened not overnight but like a week like yeah and um Uh. oscar is like He's sitting up by himself now. He just turned seven months two days ago. He sits up by himself, and I think there's something major about that transition from being, like, kind of like the (laughs) loosey-goosey baby, like little baby, you know, to just, like, sitting up, and they can, like, reach things and play with them and just sit there, like, on their own. Like, you can just sit them down and, like, and move away and not have to worry about them just going, like, crashing, you know? Um, and then he's just, like, eating so much food. Like, he's oh. so into food. And then, like, he's drinking water out of a cup. If I, like, hold it up to him, he nice. can, like, sip water. I mean, it's just. That's big. Sp- I mean, all of this stuff. Are you just giving happened. him, like, bread and stuff? To, like, no, chop no, on no, 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 no. Uh, okay. Just, like, soft stuff still. Right. But, I mean. Still, no, no. I was just I was just hoping we were getting close to bread. <laughs> I think we're probably getting close to bread. <laughs> I think we're probably close. That just makes restaurants 20 but times easier. everything is just. Ha- it's, like, ha- it's yeah. happening. It's all happening. It's all happening at yeah. the zoo, Teresa. It's just. It's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. No, it's crazy. I mean, like, we'll always kind of, we when that happens, like, to Catherine Bell, yeah. uh, Ellis not so much. He uh-huh. hasn't quite made, uh-huh. quite turned any corners recently. Mm-hmm. But Catherine Bell, it is. You're just like, one day, you're like, did yeah. you grow two inches last night? Right. Like, in bed? And, Isn't like, weird? to, like, watch her just behave. And uh, it's... Yeah. Well, it's, and she's almost five. Yeah, she's almost That's five, which is crazy. blowing my fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, ah, she's like totally using humor successfully. What? And understanding like larger, co- it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's, but it's, again, it's one of those things where it's like, duh. Yeah. You didn't think they were going to get older? You didn't think they were going to develop at all? I, I but cl- it still cl- seems shocking when it happens. I clearly have a number of misconceptions of what's supposed to happen while raising my children. Yeah. That's just one of them. Yeah. Just one of them. Yeah. 
Well, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. It's cool. So you're like just taking showers and sleeping all oh, the yeah. time. I have like a really easy <laughs> life right now. I can like do, I basically just do whatever I want that's... all the time, just kicking back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, how about I'll, you? Uh, I'm all right. I'm, I'm going through this sort of phase where I've like I've I've kind of stepped away from the, the crippling depression. <laughs> okay. of like just the overtired, you know, yes. just like oh, everything yes. is I'm bad, just miserable. I can't. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Two. I think you had mentioned it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Blissful acceptance. Okay. So I'm just sort good. of just like blissful. I've been kind of rocking it, which uh-huh. is good. Good. Uh, but like, still like a lot of insanity. Like Ellis yeah. is still like a lot. Like I yeah. actually sent pictures of the bruises on my arms yeah. from his like pinches. Yeah. He's a pincher. Okay. He's, a, he's a grabber. But anyway, uh, it's at those moments where I'm like halfway between blissful acceptance and like my life will never be the same <laughs> that I go on Facebook <laughs> and I see people's like pictures. Am I the only person who, like, sees other people's pictures of, like, here we are as a family, mm-hmm. or, like, here we are at a restaurant, or here's mm-hmm. my child doing this, or here's my here's my two-month-old. And I'm like, that mm-hmm. two-month-old looks, like, way more developed and, mm-hmm. like, more active and more everything than mm-hmm. my two-month-old did. Yeah. Or, like, it's like why a does Facebook that family trick. look yeah. so happy? Yeah. Why, I mean, like, they look like that's really successful. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, everybody just looks like... Yeah. It's like the shitty image that you get from television commercials yeah. and television shows or, like, whatever, families mm-hmm. that are perfect and working. Mm-hmm. And then I see them, uh, pictures of my friends, and there's no way. No, I think it's either either you and I are completely incompetent <laughs> or, which is possible. 58 shows in, yeah. you be the judge. Which is possible. <laughs> or... Facebook kind of lies sometimes. Like, right. again, people are, like, selecting what they post. Like, it's I not it. just, like, we get to, like, peek in on people's lives whenever we want. Right. People are choosing what to post. You know okay, what I, got a, I got a new, I got a new One okay. Bad Mother Facebook challenge. <laughs> okay. And we'll start it. All right. I want pictures of everybody looking fucking normal. Yeah. Okay. I would like you to I go like and that. post on Facebook. Yeah. On our Facebook page. Yeah. A picture of your family just being the shitheads you normally regular, are every day. I love that. Right. I love that. That's the I challenge. I totally Not looking that. good. No. Nobody bad looks camera good. angle with the yeah. like, you know, all that. Yeah. Not. One child is always moving. Yeah. The other child is sitting still. Right. Or, There's or both children or more are moving. That's right. I'll tell you a photo People of are me dirty. on the couch. Check out the stain on the wall. I don't know where right. it came from. Yeah. See if you, the floor's dusty. Yeah. There's cat hair everywhere. Okay. This is why, this is the challenge. You're in a bad mood. You're in a bad mood. Your husband's in a bad mood. I just basically want a picture of Friday. Okay. Friday, 6 o'clock. That's what it is. Oh, God. Uh, Okay, I'm excited about this. But you know what? I think this actually ties into our overall topic, and that is image. Image. In particular, we're going to talk today about body image, but it's the same trick. Yeah. I think it's the same trick of seeing others, especially when you may not be feeling the best about Mm -hmm. yourself. And then how that blows everything up mm-hmm. and makes it really hard to find any peace mm-hmm. with your own sense of self. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to mix it up today. We're actually going to talk with our, our guest first. Oh, we're fun. Call a mom first. Great. Then we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, so let's call a mom. Okay. Yes. 
Let's call a mom. Great. How exciting. This week, we are calling Jen McClellan, who is the founder of PlusSizeBirths.com, a website that educates women on how to have healthy plus-size pregnancy and an empowered birth. And she's also the creator of Plus Size Doula Connections and her blog, uh, Plus Size Mommy Memoirs. Welcome, Jen. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we are very excited. Uh, We want to get one of our top questions uh, answered and out of the way, and that is, who lives in your house? Oh, my husband and my son. Woo! All right. right. How old is is your son? (laughs) My um, little three-nager is uh, three years old. Yes, attack of the three nagers. Yes, very charismatic and fun, but opinionated and bossy. Yeah, that sounds. I heard this like uh, I was at some you know four year old's birthday party, hanging out like like I do with my four year old (laughs) and uh, with a bunch of the other parents. And somebody was talking about uh, however your kid is acting now, like between like three and four. That is just a preview for exactly how they're going to behave when they're a teenager. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which is horrifying to me. That's scary. A little, yeah. 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 A little scary. <laughs> uh, all right, Jen, let's jump into it. And that is, let's talk a little bit about what motivated you to get started with the blog and the website and this need uh, to to address these issues of plus-size pregnancies and birth and to create these resources for women. Absolutely. Um, When I found out I was pregnant, I got on the internet, which I think is what a lot of us do. (laughs) And unfortunately for us plus-size women, it's kind of horrifying. There's a lot of negative information from being told that you'll get gestational diabetes, that you'll have these ginormous babies, um, and that you'll have C-sections, and that, P.S., you're a really awful person for getting pregnant in the first place. So I went from being like, wow, this is awesome to, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? And it was really disheartening. But, you know, I've I've been a big girl most of my life, so I wasn't going to let it stop me from being healthy because I've always really been active and healthy but fat, and that's just me. So I did water aerobics and ate healthy and had a natural birth and gave birth on my knees in a hospital. (laughs) It was amazing. Yeah. And I just, you know, after I settled into mommyhood, which I don't think we ever do, but um, (laughs) once I started sleeping, I was like, I want to share my story. I want other women who are plus size to know that you can have a really healthy, awesome experience, and you can find care providers that aren't going to shame you. I found a really great midwife who made me feel awesome about my body and its capabilities. And so I started a blog, and I just I just thought, what the heck? And it kind of blew up, and it kind of became this community of other plus-size women who could come together and have a voice. And a lot of my work went from just talking about pregnancy and birth to really embracing our bodies and learning how to love our bodies um, and finding that that peace that is so missing that society tells us that, you know, there's something wrong with us and we should be ashamed that we're fat when, you know, being ashamed only makes you fatter <laughs> and more unhappy. So um, I really encourage women to lead a positive and happy and empowering life and let that transfer over to motherhood as much as it can because 
let's face it, it's hard. (laughs) And you need that support and love within yourself to teach your kids also how to love themselves. Yeah, no, it is hard. I'm listening to you talk about, in particular, the first thing that jumped out was the website was going on, was not website, was going online. And Mm -hmm. I think that there are some, one of the things Teresa and I think we discover every time we hit a new topic on the show is there are some there, the more and more we talk about motherhood, the more and more universals we find are out there, despite how isolated and alienated each of us feel individually. And the moment you start looking into something or talking about something, you realize that it's really a shared experience. And I hear you say you got pregnant, you went online, and the information out there about weight gain, about the dangers of it, about the dangers of, of uh, weight and pregnancy— um, and just in general, making you feel bad. I, I, I think that almost every woman experiences that the moment they go online and start trying to research this, regardless of size. And because it's, if you, if you aren't already plus size, you're going to gain weight and that's horrible. If you are already plus size, oh, that's you better not gain any more weight. weight. That's right. There's like this, (laughs) all that that like there's all this like sort of negative pressure about body, and it it comes back to body image because it's not. There's a weird separation between healthy. Mm-hmm. And body image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, so. And there's a weird, and there's a weird thing that I think a lot of doctors do that is like saying one thing is healthy and something else isn't when like that may not even be based in reality. Right. Like a carte blanche sort of like, yeah. don't get, you know, like, like yeah. don't gain 10 to 20 pounds. Exactly. And you're yeah. like, how is that even possible? Yeah. I, and I, I, I can't control how much my body wants to eat during this pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. And then try being plus size on top of that. And your doctor's saying, don't gain any weight. And you're right. like, right. what? Which makes like, no sense. That makes no sense. Well, okay. Yeah, let's talk it about, Sorry. I, I want to jump into some of the stuff. One of the things you do on the website that I think is incredibly helpful and insightful. Uh, again, I, I think mo- almost everything you talk about is incredibly universal uh, to all women's experiences. But... Uh, it was dating your doctor, trying to find healthcare providers that are suited to your personal needs, especially as a plus size mom, pregnant uh, lady. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. And and like you said, it, it really is universal because if you're going to find a care provider that um, empowers plus size women, then they're probably going to empower really any size woman mm-hmm. to believe in her body's ability to have a healthy outcome for her and her baby. So I really, really encourage women who are pregnant to seek out a care provider um, who is going to believe in their bodies, who's going to talk about risks, but not in a way that shames a woman, Mm -hmm. who's going to listen to her concerns, who's going to spend more than 15 minutes, you know, we feel like we get. And I have a list of questions that um, people can ask their care provider to kind of do a little digging and I mean, a lot of it is framed around, you know, being of size and will you classify me as high risk based only upon my BMI, which unfortunately happens a lot and it shouldn't and a lot of those type questions. But I, I think as as women, when we're pregnant for the first time, we just feel like we have to go down this path and whatever our doctor says and doctor knows best and doctor doesn't always know best. And I, I don't think that we all realize that 
we have the right to fire our care providers. <laughs> there are different care providers. There are different models of care. And just because you felt like, oh, I've gone to the gynecologist for so many years and there's that comfort with they've seen my vagina. Well, <laughs> okay. Like care providers, they've seen all kinds of vaginas. And don't let that be your only reason for sticking with someone who says things that might make you feel a little uncomfortable and, and might not be the same way that you feel that you'd want your birth or that you feel about how things are going with your pregnancy. So I think it's really important that women know that you can ask questions and you can you ha you need to start advocating for yourself now because Lord knows as a mama, that's all we do is advocate for our children. So it needs to start now to advocate for ourselves. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the the warning signs when you were in with your care provider. Uh, and there's... <laughs> You and I and are, are going back and forth by email, uh, sort of talking about, I guess, a term that's been out there that some care providers use, which is not even the correct term. It's more of a slang term that they started <laughs> to use, which is fat vagina, which I just don't know how what? we can what? on this show not talk about <laughs> fat vagina. What? Uh, and sadly, yes. it's not P-H-A-T. It's not yeah. like, Woo, this is not fat vagina. Um, talk a little bit about this, because when you sent me that, I started looking it up and I was like, What? <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, there's this new theory out there that uh, overweight women's vaginas are so fat that they won't be able to push their babies out or their babies will get stuck. And so overweight women should just have C-sections. And it's just about the most damaging thing yeah. I think a woman can be told because it doesn't just change how she feels about her birth. It changes how she feels about her body. Yeah. And then what are the messages she teaches to her daughters about their bodies? It's so incredibly shame-driven and destructive. And P.S., I was a big woman, and I pushed out my baby to size well, it's, on it's, my knees. There's, like, a weird insinuation, but, like... Uh, before the year 2000, yeah. there's never been women <laughs> over the size of 110 pounds giving yeah. birth. You know, I think yeah, it's just like, no it's, not, it's not like women have not come in different shapes and sizes throughout the history Forever. of yeah. life. Right. So like, exactly. and, and, to, and to use a term that is associated for lots of people uh, with not the best uh, fat yeah. with vagina which is such a personal representation of your of, it's such a, th a part of who you are as a woman at your core on some level mm -hmm. yeah. that just makes me want to go punch somebody in the face for that one it really makes me <laughs> and you're so vulnerable i know yeah it, it's, it's, it's your vagina it's, yeah. it's right there in somebody's yeah. face yeah and they're like <laughs> well and also if you've never done it before yeah. there's a general sense of fear about pushing out a baby maybe 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 some women don't have fear about pushing out a right. baby but like there's always if you've never done it before there's that feeling of could can I do this? Like, yeah. I don't know. Can I do it? And, like, for your doctor to say, you probably can't. I mean, what <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, and, and I'm not talking about women who are, like, 400, 500 pounds. I, I'm talking women who are, like, 200, 250 pounds that are being told this. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, let's, it, let's be it, clear. It let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, we, we, we're talking about all this, but there are you know, there are some dangers uh, past a certain point, I assume, uh, in terms of uh, our bodies. Is is that 
talk a little bit about that. Like, where are we? I mean, we want to be supportive and positive, but at the same time, how can we be supportive and positive about our body image and what uh, we can do as women while at the same time not ignoring genuine health problems? Absolutely. There are increased risks of getting pregnant, overweight, including, you know, a high risk for gestational diabetes, preeclampsia, and for morbidly obese women, there's a 50% C-section rate. But that's why I encourage people to find a great care provider. Because if you know that you're in the hands of a care provider that's looking out for what's best for you, if a C-section ultimately is what's best for you, then that's okay. But a woman shouldn't be labeled high risk, you need to have a C-section, your vagina is too fat, Unless she's incurring some of these risks, unless baby's having some troubles, but just to look at a woman who's fat and make an assumption about what her body can and can't do Mm -hmm. is just, it it makes no sense. And it, it really affects women. We, you know, we talk about this obesity crisis. Well, if, if we started when women are becoming mothers, letting them know that, hey, you know how good you felt during your pregnancy? You were eating good. You were staying active. You were working with a care provider who didn't make you feel bad about your body. Let's carry these things on through, you know, motherhood. Let's teach our kids about all these things that you felt good doing. And it, it can really change how women view their bodies and change their habits as opposed to just this shame and fear driven, you know, ideology that that really never helps anything. <laughs> right, which just it's amazing how many times that comes up in so many different forms uh, for in particular for women and in particular yeah. when it comes to pregnancy and and motherhood. I mean, it's just like you said that it, for some reason the moment the child comes out, we do somehow sever like our relationship with the taking care of ourselves part of who we Mm -hmm. are and shift it so much to our family and our children. And it almost feels like care providers do the same thing and society does the same thing. Well, three months, time to get back to work, time to be up, time to be, you know, like whatever, Mm -hmm. you're you're done. Self-care, over. All right, well, let's also talk about, okay, so we have survived childbirth. And we're, f- <laughs> and we're feeling we're feeling good because we've gotten ourselves a good care provider and we've gotten ourselves a, a, we're taking care of ourselves. Now we've had a baby and I don't think any woman who ever has had a baby in the history of the universe amazingly feels awesome about how they look or how they feel uh, following having a baby. It just yeah. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't buy the whole magical vessel thing. You just came back from a conference, and I, and this sort of relates to our bodies post-pregnancy, as well as I just think baby or no baby, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Loving, our, loving ourselves and, and what we look like. You just came back from a conference. Can I you tell did. us a little bit about uh, this the... conference and what you learned and then help us? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I went to this conference called the Body Love Conference. It was so the awesome. first ever of its kind headed up by Jess Baker. She writes a blog called The Militant Baker. And it was the first ever of its kind, and there were 400 attendees. Wow. It awesome. was amazing. There were experts brought in um, from all over the U.S. and Canada from, you know, yoga, nutrition, um, body love, bloggers, um, plus size pregnancy like me, like all different disabilities, all different experts brought in who volunteered their time to come and speak at this conference. 
um, you know, sexual assault. I mean, it was amazing. Any wow. topic that you think anyone has ever battled with around body image, there was an expert there <laughs> giving a presentation, addressing fears, and encouraging women to talk about these issues and to feel supported and to feel safe and to walk away with tips on how to start loving their bodies and embracing their bodies. And they had people set up in case anyone was feeling triggered. Um, they had a safe room where people could go and talk to counselors. I mean, it was so well thought out wow. and well executed. And, you know, I walked away, even though feeling like I've been on this body love journey, I walked away with a whole new sense of self as well. So I can imagine that a lot of other, most women in I that room. Um, I know. I just, <laughs> just hearing like, about this. I hear like, I, I hear about it. And then I'm like, I hear triggers. And my first thing is, oh, what are other people's triggers? <laughs> You're like, I know my, what mine mine's like. Mine's like, it's Tuesday. Trigger. <laughs> well, give us, give us some. Can you, can you share some of the tips? Uh, to can you share some tips or some ways that we can start? Women can start, and men and everybody. It's not like it's not yeah, like women everybody. hold the corner, like the market on <laughs> self image. Um, sadly, uh, can you give us some some tips, some helps? Help us. Absolutely. Us. <laughs> I think, you know, it can start as simple as just when you get up in the morning, the first thing you do, looking in that mirror and saying, I'm beautiful. And at first, <laughs> you're going to look back at yourself and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, no self, I'm not, you know, and, and it can take a while. It can take months. It can take some people years. But starting with something just so simple as take your vitamin, tell yourself you're beautiful, like just starting to, to believe it. And, and, and one day it does come true. And mm -hmm. so that's just one small thing, but I am of the belief that you should always wear cute panties. That for me is something mm -hmm. that makes me feel sexy and makes me feel good about myself. And whatever cute panties are to you, if you rock those granny panties, then own them. <laughs> but if you, you know, like the lace stuff and just go out and that, that little thing of it's, it's yours, it's secret. No one else sees it besides maybe a partner or a fling. Like, <laughs> it's yours. And it, it just makes you feel amazing. And then from walking with your head held high, learning how to accept a compliment, that can be really hard, mm -hmm. but learning how to genuinely believe when someone tells you, you have beautiful eyes, or you are sexy. I think that can be really difficult, but if you can start believing not only what you're telling yourself, but what other people are telling you about yourself, that, that can be really powerful. Um, taking some time for you. And I know as moms, you're like, what? Time <laughs> for myself? What? What's that? But something as simple as once the kids are like sound asleep, not just put to bed, but sound asleep, taking a bath. For some reason, when the water starts running, the children start coming. But <laughs> take a bath with some Epsom salts and some, like, lavender essential oil and create your own, like, little oasis where you just – and even if it's only once a month, <laughs> hopefully once a week. Right. <laughs> you know, that time for you to really spend some time with yourself and spend some time with your body and believing that you're worthy um, and, and, and not holding yourself to the scale and this number that we feel dictates our value and self-worth. If you can, put it away. If you can, even more so, throw it away. I'm not saying health isn't important. Health is absolutely important. I'm running my first 5K on Saturday. I believe in being healthy, but I don't believe in holding ourselves to 
these standards that society tells us what beauty is when that's a bunch of bullshit. So that's been yeah. there. You go. There's, was, there's the wrap up. That was it. Because that's yeah. a bunch of bullshit. That's the wrap up right there. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. I would, I would say one last thing for us mamas yeah. listening. Boudoir photo shoot. I know you know, listen, now listen. You're ta- I saw the blog. You're talking about the boudoir photo shoot, and uh, I did see your lovely behind. Uh, you're very, very. I gotta tell you, I love the blog. She, she just did a post about uh, how much she loves her butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very. It was great. It was awesome. Um, and. But I am again southern. I was raised southern and Catholic, mm-hmm. so that all the more reason. That all the more reason I should force myself into boudoir photos. <laughs> I just like I, I try not. I try to avoid looking at my body at, at all. Yeah, unless period. it's a trigger for you. And, yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Um, Tuesday mirror day. Yeah. Ah, the, um, <laughs> all right, sell me on the boudoir photos. So, I'm already so bright red, would... by the way. <laughs> So, by the way, you don't have to put your boudoir photos on the internet. Unless you're <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Just, just only if you... Me, all right, all right. Fair enough. It was a bunch of moms who said, hey, let's get together and let's do this thing. It was around Valentine's Day. We thought it'd be fun to do for our partners just as a special Valentine's Day gift. And then all of a sudden, when all of us were together, and of course there was champagne flowing... It was this radical body love experience because every woman was like, damn, you look sexy. And look at that booty. And oh my God, I wish I had your boobs. And it was just this moment of every single woman in that room felt like a goddess. And it was so genuine and so honest. So if you have those girlfriends that you feel you could feel safe and secure with being near naked. <laughs> and again, it takes a couple mimosas before you get into it completely. Seven. It, Seven. It, it, it's 20, up, I think for me it's 22. <laughs> 22 mimosas. <laughs> it didn't end up being the photos that were the real gift. It was the right. experience mm-hmm. of having other women look at my body and telling me that I was beautiful and I knew that they meant it. Because we can have our partners and our husbands that say that, and we believe that, but, you know, <laughs> but to have, you know, let's face it, we get dressed for other women. We, you know, we, we want so much to be accepted and to be told that we are beautiful and, and to have that experience and then to walk away with it and then to start believing it. And you may not believe it right away, and it may take a couple of photo shoots, or or you're saying she's crazy. I'm never doing this. But mm-hmm. there's just all of us still talk about that day and what it was like. And I've also done shoots by myself, and those are just as empowering too. Have finding a photographer that makes you feel comfortable, that gives you this experience, and then you have these photos, and and they're really more so for you than the person you give them to because. A good boudoir photographer will make you look amazing. <laughs> and you are amazing. So believe that, too. But I, I love it. I, I definitely encourage, especially postpartum moms who are struggling with their body and the way it looks, to do a boudoir photo shoot with a good photographer. And even, <laughs> I like it. Even I like it. Yeah, more so with a group of girlfriends. That's great. Cool. Thank you. Jen, thank you so much. This was just really fun and helpful and 
uh, educational in terms of boudoir photography. <laughs> um, I'll I'll be in a confessional for the next three weeks. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much. We're well, gonna thank link, you. We're gonna link everybody up to the website uh, because all of your sites are all linked together on the one website, and uh, your Twitter and Facebook and the whole nine yards. And again, just thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for Great. all the work you're doing. Yeah, it's really awesome. It oh. really is. Well, thank you both so much. Have a great day. Okay, you, you too. too. Bye. Bye. One Bad Mother is supported in part by the second Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival, cruising to the Bahamas July 25th through 28th. This year, we went overboard with performances from W. Kamau Bell, Karen Kilgariff, Greg Barrett, Jean Grey, Lake, John Roderick, and many, many more. Our cruise ship is gorgeous with tons of amenities for families and activities for kids and even babies. Info and tickets are online at boatparty.biz. And there's a secret discount for One Bad Mother listeners. Enter great job at checkout, that's all one word, great job at checkout, and you'll get $50 off per person. So go to boatparty.biz now and get your tickets, and we'll see you on the boat. Whoa! That was cool. That was cool. That was, that was. So a- are we gonna go get our photo shoot together? Now <laughs> 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 I can't even be in the same booth with you. But you know what? Well, here's what's fun about having this having our interview towards the front of the show. It's yeah. going to give us a chance to actually maybe talk more in detail mm-hmm. about uh, body image, especially post-pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's stick around and do that. Great. Cool. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. All right, so that was incredibly insightful. Yeah, that speaking was with awesome. Jen. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. We've talked about it on the show before, and mm-hmm. she touched on it a lot. Mm-hmm. And that is how, how basically hard it is to be pregnant, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. Uh, we all have different issues leading into our pregnancies, but then to have the internet, social media, our doctors, mm-hmm. television, everybody telling you it is easier for people to tell you that you're doing it wrong or that you're doing something bad Mm -hmm. than they are than it is for people to tell you it's great Mm -hmm. and i think that is true regardless of what you look like well and i think it's it goes beyond just it's easier for other people to tell you you're not doing it right like i think that especially with your first pregnancy but really with any pregnancy like you're constantly looking for reassurance right and it's really easy to get the wrong takeaways from things like looking at a picture of a pregnant friend uh, yeah. on facebook and you're like what the how do they look that they look how do they look like that right. you know Where did they even or find those clothes yeah or you know <laughs> right. every time you go into the doctor and they weigh you oh. and the doctor has to comment about your weight gain yeah. whether it's neither here nor there yeah exactly they still comment about it and inevitably it ends up leaving you with kind of like a i'm doing this wrong feeling right which i mean it's just 
in most, I mean, obviously, there's some cases where, you know, there's health risks involved yes. and you need to be careful. But, like, I mean, mm. I think in a lot of cases, your body is just doing what it knows it needs to do. And it's right. just so unnecessary to go through this, like, inner anguish about, like, I'm doing this wrong or my body is not doing what it's supposed to or be doing. I won't doing. be capable yeah. of doing it. I, I want to enjoy this pregnancy. And uh, you to, did. The, to the degree that I know I'm capable of enjoying this pregnancy. <laughs> which is not which very is much. All, not, which is 40, 60. 40, enjoy 60, the remaining eight months of pregnancy. Um, let's talk post-baby body yeah. in particular. Because whatever you were dealing with when it comes to like your personal self-image leading up, mm-hmm. whatever baggage you were taking, mm-hmm. then you have a baby. Mm-hmm. Your body goes from whatever size it was originally mm-hmm. to... Bigger to different a shape. different shape, just a different yeah. shape. You're in a different shape. You're just in a category. things just aren't yeah. where they were. Yep. And when it, once the baby's out, things just kind of go back, but not necessarily on the right shelf. In the same place, right? <laughs> you know, it's like it's in the pantry, <laughs> but it's not. It's not next to the breakfast cereal where it was when you had a pantry oh, in your twenties. So funny. Everything's somewhere else. Yeah. Um, like you're you. You can get your jeans back on, but they're not but fitting they the way. Right? The, wow, they yeah. look <laughs> These are not my jeans. Oops, not yeah. in here. And yeah. move my jeans. Yeah. Um, and just trying to get to that, I, right. I think, is sort of what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, so, Teresa, what do you feel bad about? I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Do you want to just use Let's the show just... to, like, list all the, all the all our likes and dislikes That's about right. our own body? <laughs> can I, I will, can I, I'm going to throw this out at you. Yeah. I find that there are some days, there's a big movement about, mm. like, let's be proud of our mom bodies. Yeah. Okay? And so there are some days, there's a particular time of day, mm-hmm. and it's usually right after I, I shower. Uh-huh. And I get out of the shower, and I look in the mirror, and everything is where it is. Mm-hmm. And I go, that looks pretty good. Good. That looks. Hey. I do like this. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Looking good. And then yeah. I put on that super shitty nursing bra, and I'm like. Pfft. I know. And don't say go put on a nice bra. I got to feed a baby like 12 times a day. I know. I am not going to unhook everything. No. Anyway, but for that moment, I'm like, high fives, mirror. Uh And then I get tired. Uh Or I put on the shitty bra. Or I get thrown up on like eight times. Yeah. Or I don't get the shower. Uh Or... Or I spent too much time looking at friends on Facebook. Yeah. Or whatever it is. And then I find that there are... She used the word trigger. Jen used the Mm -hmm. word trigger. I feel that my triggers increase. Mm -hmm. And I feel that there are some things that happen that can make me feel much worse about myself. And a lot of times will catch me off guard. Yeah. How about you? No, I'm totally, yeah. I I think I go through, like, actually a really similar roller coaster. But it's like, um, this time, this postpartum experience has been a little different for me in that um, I just like committed early on to just not feel ashamed of myself and not feel bad about myself. Cause I, I am proud of like having two babies. Like I'm proud of that. And that's what it sort of comes down to for me. And like, so of course, like multiple times a day, I will catch myself like feeling the way I feel in my, like for me, the thing that causes me to feel crappy is just my clothes. Like, Because um, 
my I haven't really bought new clothes. Yeah. And like I'm wearing all the same stuff that was like my pre-pregnancy stuff. And yeah, you know, at, at seven months postpartum, some of it fits now, not all of it. Right. But some of it fits, but it doesn't necessarily look the way that right, it, it did before. Look. And so it's not um it's not like it doesn't it just feels weird when I put it on. It just feels weird. And and it's really easy for me to go down that path of like, what the fuck? Like why right. why do I like look this way or feel this way? But like I I have like I have to like give myself a pat on the back because like every time I've started feeling that way, yeah. this time I've just been like, you know what, fuck that. I'm not doing that. It's just such a waste of my energy right now. I'm not doing right. that. You know what I mean? Like I'm great. It, it, I just yeah. go like, no, that's what I do. I just no. go like, you know what? That's such a waste of my time right now and my strength. Like, I'm fine. It's fine. Right. You know, like I move on and I'm great. <laughs> like, Which is that's good. what I do. Yeah. No. Um, and I mean, I assume that, you know, I'll continue to feel like stronger and better as time goes on. And I guess that's what you have to do. I mean, I think that like. It's really, I know for me, it, it was really hard wrestling with the difference, the differences of my, I mean, you live in your body for like 20, yeah. 30 years and then yeah. suddenly it's not your body and yeah. then you get your body back. Yeah. And by get your body back, I mean, there's not a person inside it yeah. anymore and they fucked everything up <laughs> yeah. and you, you now have to like accept that and live in that. And I mm-hmm. feel there is like a process and I think you're right. I think the, the luxury of going through this a second time is Having more confidence in saying, "Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stress yeah. let that stress me out." Yeah. I know these, you know, I know, I know what's making me feel bad. Yeah, and I'm gonna try to identify it and say, "Fuck that! I yeah. don't, I don't want to deal with that." Yeah. Um. And and I think that is incredibly helpful. It's mm-hmm. hard. I I know I, I know I wrestle with it. I'm, I think it just takes it's kind of like what um our saying, guest Jen was saying about like saying to yourself every morning you're beautiful. Like if you do it every single day, yeah. it starts to become real. <laughs> do you sex. know what I mean? Have sex every yeah, day. Have sex all the sex. time. Yeah. That's right. But I think it's true. Like uh, I think it's like you practice. Like you practice just letting that shit go. And I think it I think it works. Like I genuinely think it works. Because yeah. you're not getting like you're not perpetuating that like cycle in your brain. You know? Yeah, the first thing out of your 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 brain yeah. isn't why, you know, look at all this extra skin or yeah. look at how, you know, my boobs don't look like they I would like them to look or yeah. my freckles or my skin or my eyes. My, yeah. The first thing isn't the criticism. Right. The first thing is I look beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's actually a good challenge because it, and I think there's a difference between telling yourself this about this being a journey and a conversation with yourself yeah. versus what you want others to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because if it's like a fine line, I could run around and be like, I'm beautiful to like <laughs> to, to try and pump myself up. Yeah. But saying it to large groups of people may yeah. not necessarily be the thing. Yeah. I think like that's missing. That's a different sort of that's thing. That's a different thing. That's something this else. is a personal <laughs> yeah. one-on-one journey, just you. Yeah. And I, I wanna I wanna talk about like I think I wanna talk about how we can help each other. Okay. How yeah. we can be supportive of each other. I feel like there is, again, I don't think people, eh, fuck it, let's just stick with women. I don't feel that women mm-hmm. always, because I do think there's a higher, a higher level of judgment placed on women mm-hmm. uh, given 
commercials and TV and movies oh, yeah. and posters and blah, 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 blah. I mean, oh, I totally. just, we, we got a lot more to deal with in terms totally. of, we, are, we can't be sexy at 60. Yeah. You know, not according to television. Or maybe one person can be sexy at 60. The rest of us. <laughs> you got to stay sexy. You got to stay sexy, I mean, if everybody. you're not sexy, <laughs> you might as well be dead. But I do think that, <laughs> I, I do think it's about our own personal journey. And I think it's, it, it compares a lot to what we talk about in terms of motherhood like uh-huh. if you have the bad day with your kid or you want to say my kid's not sleeping how yeah. easy it is to feel judged or to judge somebody else or to be oh, like totally. well at least your kid's doing that yeah you know like yeah. at least your kid does this or or well you don't look like you haven't slept yeah you know you know uh, yeah. like yeah, that sort of like dismissing your friends or even your not friend even a stranger yeah dismissing what somebody is saying about how they feel mm-hmm. because because you're feeling bad personally about yourself. Yeah. You know, like, I, like I'm going to use you as an example. Yeah. You came in a couple of weeks ago and you were like, I got a bad haircut. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I, 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 I liked your hair. But my, my initial thought was, you got a haircut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, You I know mean, what's funny about that? You had the best fucking reaction to that. It was amazing. Like, I was so happy that you were my friend because you were like, (laughs) you were immediately like, you hate it, don't you? And I was like, I do. How did you know? And you were like, it's fine. But you were like, it really does look cute. Like, don't worry about it. But like, I can tell that you hate it. And you were just like, you were so like, you were, it was amazing because you did this thing of like accepting my, like, I did feel that I hated it and I was miserable about that. You reassured me like, not d- don't worry like you look good but i understand if you hate it like it was just like all of you did all of the stuff all the stuff that, we that want people everybody. should do right so okay good yeah. good so everybody be like this no but i do think but but that thank you for wording that because i think that is the advice i think that's that that is yeah what we should be trying to do as a community yeah which is whether it's our image whether it's parenting whether it's work whether like whatever when a friend or somebody comes to you and says they don't feel good about something, don't dismiss it. Yeah. Don't because you think it's bullshit. Yeah. Even if it is total bullshit. Yeah. In your eyes. Yeah. You are not the eyes that are looking at her. Yeah. She, her eyes are the ones who are looking at her. Right. It is her who needs to feel better. And sometimes it's just like when we were like pregnant and I used to say, please don't just tell me I got bigger. Yeah. I Because I, I did. Yeah. Don't tell me that, like, I look skinny. I don't. I yeah. am pregnant. I'm not supposed to look skinny. Yeah. So don't, like, tell me that. Yeah. Just tell me that I look pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, or that I look great. Or, yeah. I think it's always welcome right. to say no, you is, look it great. Is. It is. <laughs> you can always say you look great. <laughs> you look great, and I understand that yeah. you're also pregnant. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. whatever comes along with that. And I think that's true of the... I guess it's just trying to be supportive of each other and take the pressure off and try not to shame each other regardless of what Mm -hmm. we look like. Mm -hmm. Don't make the assumption that just because somebody is plus size, they're unhealthy Mm -hmm. because that is not not a fact. And that somebody – just because somebody is quote-unquote skinny – yeah, that they are healthy right. because that is not a fact or happy right. or that either are happy or either are sad or either. There's this, also either a lot of weird stigma about very thin people yeah. being pregnant and giving. Yes. Birth. So it kind of like goes that way too. basically everybody hates pregnant women. Right. That's our takeaway. Yep. <laughs> and postpartum women. Ah, women. <laughs> women. <laughs> Down with women. <laughs> how about how about we start with each other? Yep. Let's start with each other. And supporting each other honestly. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, because listening to each other honestly will help us listen and talk honestly with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's start raising our children to be more positive about body image. Mm-hmm. That's not just our daughters, but our sons. Yep. And, you know, I'm sure I'll say it again at the wrap-up. Try not to be a jerk to yourself and try not to be a jerk to each other. <laughs> and remember, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I guess it's just like trying to look in the mirror and accept that your body is different. Yeah. And it's going to be different next week and the week after that, regardless of pregnancy, regardless of not pregnancy. And it's fair to feel like shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you one thing, though? Yeah. Don't you ever feel – do you ever feel – like you like your body more now that you've given birth to two children with your body. You know, yeah. It's totally okay to say no. I'm just like well, wondering I mean, that because, like, hard. I it's hard. Like that's just like a hard thing. Like I I don't get this since I don't really get empowered by pregnancy per mm-hmm. se. It's like super hard for me to be like this stomach is the stomach that once held two children. Instead, I'm like, this is the stomach that these blue jeans fit everywhere other than right here where they're shoving it all up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm storing, like, nuts for the winter or something. I don't even mm-hmm. know, like, what all... Like, I... I it's... It is hard. It's just hard. Like, it's just, like, a hard. Like, I... Like, again... Yeah. There are, like, I just got a swimsuit for vacation, and when I put it on, I feel, I think it, like, totally rocks my post-pregnancy bod. Awesome. Right? Yeah. Sadly, I can't walk around in the swimsuit 24 hours right. a day. Right, It's uncomfortable. Right. Under blue jeans. And but if like, you wear a swimsuit too long, yeast infection. True. True. Especially if it's a wet swimsuit. Especially if it's a wet swimsuit. Um, I just, I think, like, there's, there is this part of me that, like, I don't want to, like, I do feel like everybody's entitled to feel like shit about their body whenever they want. Like, that's <laughs> You don't fine. think that's a great wrap-up? No, but I, no, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. I feel like if I think, ba- like, if I were to, if, like, okay, so my boobs aren't, like, super perky the way they were before I had Simon. But, like, right. if I could just, like, snap my fingers and have them go back to the way they were before... Call me crazy, but and maybe you will call me crazy, but, like, it seems like it would be weird. Like, that's not who I am anymore. It's not... Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah, I, I'm... Um, this is my body now. Like, I've been through that stuff, and, like, that is, like, the, the most meaningful stuff of my life, you know? And, like... Right. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I like, do. I know what you're saying. My it's... body, like, reflects the journey. And I know that's, like, a, maybe sounds kind of cheesy, but, like, no. I wouldn't want to go back to the body that I had before. Right. No, no, I totally get it. I, I think I'm having a longer journey and mine's just with aging in general, mm-hmm. like, uh, as opposed to just... Because you're the, so fucking old. so fucking old. No, but as I, <laughs> I've had this hand for 40 years. That's fucking weird. Anyway, um, no, but I, I think, like, I try and prep myself in terms of I, I, I want my body to reflect yeah. how old I am yeah. and yeah. the life that I've lived. Yeah. And and I'm okay with that. That is the that is the lie that I am trying to convince myself to embrace yeah. and make it no longer a lie for myself. Yeah. So I totally no, I, I think that's great. I think that that is a model to which we should all want. Mm-hmm. You know, like who am I putting this night cream on for? Who am I, mm-hmm. you know, putting these jeans on for? Who am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. I mean, as cliche as it sounds, it I really think it's true. The moment you start being able to truly love yourself, you can it, like it just it I don't know if it can help you love other people. I don't fucking know the answer to that, but I do think it knocks a bunch of shit off the shelf. It does. I think yeah. it just like yeah. 
frees you up of a yeah. lot of baggage. Totally. So that's that's what we should all work towards. Yeah. Okay. Let's do some genius and fails. Yeah. <laughs> You're a classy character with excellent taste, so you already know about Earwolf and all the great programming they have. You know that you can catch comedy giants like Michael Ian Black and Michael Showalter tackling mankind's most difficult questions on topics. You know that Earwolf made podcast pioneer Jimmy Pardo's show Never Not Funny free to the public. You most certainly know that shows like Comedy Bang Bang, How Did This Get Made, and Professor Blastoff feature comedians Scott Ackerman, Paul Scheer, Jason Mantzoukas, and Tig Notaro, among others. But did you know... That Earwolf.com is the place to listen to the shows, get super cool merch, and sign up for the exclusive newsletter? Well, now you do. So no more dilly-dallying. Over to Earwolf.com you go. Now! Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Teresa. Yes. Let's feel great about ourselves. Okay. Tell me something genius. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Um, I've been doing a good job of saying yes to seeing friends and, like, answering my phone when people call and getting together with people. Um, and if it's, and, like, making dates with other people who have kids and, um, even friends who don't have kids and just knowing that that will be fine and they will be fine because my friends are great and... They can deal, you know? Wow. Um, And it's been really nice because I think I had to let go of a lot of anxiety about, like, my house has to be clean. Like, my kids have to be, like, functional and clean or, you know, (laughs) napped or, you know, or, you know, all of these things have to line up. And then I just went, actually, no, I really just like seeing people more. And if I'm a mess, they they don't care. It will be fine. And it has been fine. So it's been really good. Good job. Thanks. Like, you said that, and it was just like a bomb drop. That's like, you answered the calls? <laughs> wow. That's like a hard one for me. It's hard. That's it's really a hard, hard. One. But, like, the thing is, is I just realized, like, I can answer the call, and, like, if somebody starts crying or, you know, I'm not, like, in the best shape, like, I still got to say hello to this person right. that I haven't talked to, and, it's and like, they understand. You know, yeah. like, that's the most important thing is, like, I feel, I feel like I was, like, not giving my friends enough credit, you know? Like, they can deal. If it doesn't work perfectly, right. they're going to understand. Like, they're not going to, like, hate me. Wow. Good job. Thanks. That's pretty genius. Thanks. How about you? Uh, it's essentially my, my babysitter's genius. Okay. Okay, so Ellis hates bottles. Yep. Right? Uh, and I came home, and she was sitting there, and Ellis was in the high chair, and she was like, I gave him a sippy cup. I was like, and I was just like, five, this is 
he's like five and a half months mm-hmm. when she gave him the sippy cup. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like the rubber tip sippy cup. It was just like the, the I'm going to tip it back and yeah. like, yeah, it's just going to go in. <laughs> oh, so it uh, it wasn't like the suction? No, kind? it was just it was totally just like a, a, a level three wow. sippy cup, okay. or as, as it were. And you know, totally gnawed on by Catherine Bell yeah. for years. And it was like a little bit of water in it. Uh-huh. And as she said, he's been using it like a boss. And I was just like, uh, oh, my God, awesome. Yeah. And so we went out to a restaurant the like that next weekend when uh-huh. my folks were in town. And we put milk in it, uh-huh. and, you know, breast milk in it, and gave it to him. And he was drinking that. That's awesome. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I'm not ready to throw away all the bottles or whatever, but it was yeah. like such a breakthrough yeah, of. Yeah, uh, huge. Okay. I mean, he only it drinks like an ounce of it. Like, he's still you. not yeah. like chugging it. Yeah. I mean, the man likes it delivered in one way. Yep. Uh, but that's going to have to end. So yeah. this is great. So yeah. maybe we just skip, maybe we're just skipping bottles and we're going straight to like sippy cups. But right. that was awesome. That's so huge. It was a big deal. Good job. Yeah. Hey, ladies, love the podcast. I'm calling with a genius moment. I have a two-month-old baby boy, and when I am changing his diaper and he is screaming his head off because he hates it, I have started counting the snaps to snap back up his onesie and his little sleeper when we're done with the diaper change. And so at that point, I just tell him we're going to count together, and we do the numbers. And so obviously he is a genius, or he's going to be, and he's going to get a full ride to an Ivy League school because his mother counted with him um, when he was very little. But it also gives me something to do so that I don't go crazy and I don't just have to say, it's okay, it's okay for, you know, a minute and a half. So that is my genius moment, and I hope you guys are doing great. Thanks for the podcast. That's Bye. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Because no, it, it is. It is. It's it so is. good because, yeah. you know, I was there. I mean, yeah. Ellis was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Every time you put it on the changing table, and you are just like, it's okay, it's yeah. okay, it's okay. No it's impact okay. whatsoever. No impact. Yeah. And I've been so... <laughs> I can see her counting, and if she yeah. sounds anything like me when I do like something else, it's like, here we go, one snap. <laughs> like, you just sound like incredibly like you're just placing all the frustration into the yeah. counting. And I used to assume that Catherine Bell was gonna be it was gonna be like a serial killer trigger for her, uh-huh. sort of like um, you know, uh, Sybil, the people, the people, the people, the people, like, <laughs> like because like whenever you hear this one song, I would sing songs to her uh-huh. to calm her. Like when I was doing something she hated, yeah. and she was just gonna associate like yeah, you know, this the old song, man with, yeah. like, <laughs> with like something horrible, and traumatic, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good job. Yeah, good job. Genius. Speaking of horrible and traumatic, (laughs) this whole show. Uh Uh, Fail me. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Yeah. I, okay, my brother turned 21 a month ago. Yes. I know. But I haven't gotten him anything. Oh, it was a Lisa. month ago. I haven't gotten him anything, and That's he's about hard. to graduate from college. Oh, and I don't, and I'm not gonna be able to be there for like his graduation. Yeah. and I don't like, I don't, I. It's like every time I try to think, even think about like what I'm gonna get for him or do for him, it's like my brain just starts to hurt because I love him so much, and right. I want to like these are like huge are things, things, and like I can't, like I don't have. I, I just don't have any extra right now for, like, anything, even, right. like, something this important. And I'll get there. Like, I will. But it's just, like, I'm so guilt-ridden. And it's already been a month. 
Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. No. I know he's mellow and he understands, but like that kind of makes it even worse. But that yeah, I, that falls into that category of like the answer the phone thing, where it's like the people yeah. that you like love the most are the ones that like the moment you like you let the one thing slip, yeah. it's like harder to go back and yeah. fix it. Yeah. Oh, Teresa, I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. You've Thanks. just dropped two bombs on me today. <laughs> <laughs> Two truth bombs coming out of Teresa. What did you do wrong? Sippy cup. <laughs> and not and not that he's not taking the sippy cup, but I like was like, I'm gonna go buy the softer tip sippy uh-huh. cup. Yeah. Right? So I get this one that's like it clicks. When you uh-huh. hear it click, it's not gonna spill. spill. I'm like, great. So I take it apart to wash it. And I'm like, all right, today's the day. I'm going to put some milk in the cup, yeah. and we're going to do it in the kitchen. And I assemble it, and I click it, and I hand it, and click, uh-huh. and I hand it to him. And like milk is just, just like every time you like untip it, milk's like pouring out of the oh. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I take it apart, click, milk. Click milk. At this point, there's milk like all over hand, like all over my hands. You know, breast milk, even after three days. I know. It starts to smell like shit. You probably yeah. shouldn't. It was probably good. Yeah. I shouldn't have probably been feeding him milk that, like, after three. I don't know why. Milk, I never had. I'm not good at freezing or storing milk. You just suck. I generally. just suck. But anyway, I get obsessed with trying to figure out why this. I like to look up a video. Like, my yeah. kid's just sitting there in milk, and I'm just, like, totally ignoring <laughs> at this point. Like, watching a video. Yeah. Show me how this fucker clicks. Yeah. And it's all because the, like, the rubber parts uh-huh. that I popped out was just slightly not oh, in. Oh, God. I was like, this. I spent. 30 minutes. I can just minutes. feel your blood pressure. Like 30 minutes. Like, fucking click. Yeah. I have both of them out. Yeah. One's filled with water. Like, I, yeah. Then he's really relaxed yeah, and in the he's mood relaxed. to try something new. Yeah, yeah. I'm relaxed. I was just yeah. like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> That's your fucking cups. Horrible. I let myself get crazy. Okay. Sorry. That sucks. Yeah. My daughter, nine and a half months old, is uh, learning how to pull herself up and stand and so I laid out a blanket in the kitchen um, so she wouldn't be on the cold floor. And I put out a pan and I gave her a spoon and I thought she could, you know, bang on it. Well, no, she wants to stand with it. So she pushes herself up on it and it's a big pan. So, you know, she's, she's sort of standing um, with her hands on it and she's making all sorts of squeaking sounds and having a blast. So, of course, what do I do? She seems to be fine. I, I start filming her and I'm talking to her and she's squeaking and wheeling and having a great time and then suddenly she flips over and smacks herself on the ground (laughs) off of the blanket on the hard tile floor and I have it on film so not only did I capture this moment forever because I never delete anything um, I replayed it to myself in slow motion and watched her hands slip off of the pan and she toppled over out of sight <laughs> I totally had that of like Catherine Bell eating it yeah. on like this little mini like Fisher Price record player. I'm like, yeah. she's been with oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I have it on video. It made like the year end video wrap up. Yeah. It's the highlight. Oh good. It's the highlight. Oh. You suck. <laughs> you stink. You stink as a mother. Put down the camera. Put down the camera. It's better than being like, why well, so she was playing, I was just on Facebook. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> oh, I'm like, she's fine. Mom, I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on Speaking the of sucking, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's delve deeper into the joys of motherhood and just get on with it. 
And let's get on with it with the mom having a breakdown. Oh, good. This is a rant. This is a rant. I have, we are in an international marriage. I'm from Canada. He's from California. (laughs) You would think after 10 years of marriage, he would know. Well, we live in Utah now. So you'd think he would know what it was like to live in the snow. (laughs) Or you'd think he'd know that I knew what I was talking about when it came to dealing with the snow. But no, he still refuses to buy a winter coat or wear winter boots, which, in my opinion, are ridiculous. You're supposed to call them boots when it's winter. In the winter, you just wear boots. (laughs) Anyway, uh, he was walking home in his fall jacket that he just bought because that was what was at the store in December. Because, (laughs) yeah, it's on sale, but it's because it's a fall jacket. And he was walking home, and he was freezing cold. And I said, do you now believe me that you need a winter coat? And he said, quote, unquote, well, are they warmer? Yes, they're warmer. They are warmer. I grew up in Canada. I know what it's like to wear a winter coat. I know what it's like to call something just a coat when it's winter. Like, that's just your coat. You just wear a coat. Also, don't tell my daughter what she should or should not wear to school in the winter because you obviously don't know. I know that she can wear a dress to school. I know that she can wear wool tights with that dress and that those wool tights are warmer than really, really thin denim. I I know because I was a girl in snow playing and I know it's okay. Oh my gosh. I love my husband and I love everything about him. But Jesus fucking Christ just buy a winter coat and don't wear your shitty vans in the snow you need boots you need boots love the show bye (laughs) yes we need more of these like petty like like husband wife I love this I love this This just like every couple has a thing like this so universal like whatever it is that's right it's like could you just listen to me yeah my favorite part is the like your shitty bands yeah (laughs) that's just like my favorite my favorite thing ever i could i could i could have a rant 20 minutes longer than that one about stefan and lace-up shoes going to the airport (laughs) you know if there's a charity with two children you want to wear lace-up shoes (laughs) Divorce. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, we hear you. Yeah. And we are here for you. Yeah. Good job. Good. <laughs> Way to stay married. Yeah. Good job. Speaking of doing good, what did we learn on today's show, Teresa? Love ourselves. That's pretty good. Yeah. Love ourselves. Yeah. Be comfortable in your skin. Yeah. And if you're not, you can get better at that with practice. That, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. So let's remember to see ourselves for the perfect person that we are. Yeah. Let us remember to see our friends and those around us as the perfect or imperfect people that they feel they are. Yeah. And help encourage them to feel better and be a good friend to listen. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're all doing a really good job. Yeah, you are. 
Uh, but that's not the photo I want to see of you on Facebook. <laughs> so uh, remember to send us a post a little picture of yourself looking normal, everybody. Yeah. And we'll all high five you for it. We will. We will high five you for the insanity, for the imperfectness. Yep. That is the perfectness. Yes. Of your life. Yes. Child or no child, Let's bring it. Do it. I'm really excited about. I'm this. excited about this too. Teresa. Yeah, you do not have to have kids to participate. You're not have to No, <laughs> I assume that your life is falling apart as much as the rest of ours. <laughs> so everybody, hang in there, Teresa. You are doing a great job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. And less judging, more laughing. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.